Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Jenny Queen, and this is the first episode of Baby, It Was Real, and We Were the Best, a podcast talking to people from all walks of life, about the themes and inspirations behind my new record. It's a little bit roots, a little bit fresh air, and a whole lot of its own thing. Today I'm talking with Amber Ray Slade, fellow Midwesterner, singer-songwriter, author, wellness coach, and mama. If she can't fix it, ain't nobody can fix it. Hi, Amber Ray Slade. Hi, Jenny Queen. How you doing? Pretty all right. (laughs) <laughs> Excited to be here on your podcast. Well, thanks. I was going to call you a Michigander. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. That's a thing. Mm, cool. Michi- I don't know, even know where that comes from. I don't either. Gander. Um, I doubt it has anything to do with a gander. Huh. A male goose. All right. Hey, hey, Amber. Um, my baby sister, though, just to tell me if you're from the UP, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, uh-huh. anybody under that is a troll. <laughs> you know that? Because we're like, under the Mackinac Bridge. Under the bridge. Yeah. That's kind of cute. So we're a bunch of trolls. So you're a troll. Yeah. And if you're from the UP, you're a youper. Yeah, I know youper. Yeah. That's like, that sounds very Canadian. It does. Well, it's damn close to Canada. All right, so. right, right. So I have, a qu- I have a question for you. No way. Okay. What's the best thing to come out of Michigan? Other than me? Uh-huh. Um... Oh, my gosh. U.S. Highway 23. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the joke. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a good one. Thanks. That's a really good one. Thanks so much. <laughs> Did you Google that and just find? <laughs> I may have. I can just picture you this morning at like 630, like, ha, 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 looking up all I'm, these jokes. I might have done that. It, I might have. Okay. Yes, yeah, so. All right. Okay. So basically what I'm doing here today, and the reason I wanted you to come here and talk to me, is because the whole podcast is talking about the themes about my record, the themes of the record, inspirations, and things like that. a fine record it is. Oh, now. But you have in you mm. a lot of the experiences that I have. So you have a lot of uh, kind of your own perspective, but you have perspectives that would matter mm. um, to me and I think to listeners Um, on the same kinds of questions that I've been mulling over while I was writing the record. Mm. So one of the main things is do we control our own destiny or, like, more visually, does fate kind of spiral upward and outward from cradle to grave, that kind of thing? Um, I know that you and I both come from socioeconomic backgrounds that are <laughs> Iffy. I don't like to say leave, leave much to be desired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I think I think th- they call that white trash, Jenny. Ah, they do, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Okay, hillbilly. Let's say. Yeah. yeah. I like I like hillbilly. Yeah. Although there's no hills in the Midwest. Anyway, so what I'm wondering <laughs> is, does growing up surrounded by poverty and need give you a kind of more fatalistic sense of the future, less of a, hey, I, I got this, I can control this? Um, yeah, I think that's, God, is that a layered answer? Um, 
I think honestly, I think it depends how willing you are to bust your ass. Number mm-hmm. one, I mean that's that's a big one, um, and it it depends on the kind of person you are too. If you, a lot of people find a lot of motivation to to break out of their circumstances and do better than their parents did, or be better, be more, be different. And some people, it's very contenting, and it's very comforting to stay in in that cradle. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I grew up in a self-employed family on both sides. So we were dreamers and we were doers. And I've, I've said this in an interview before, but like we never just, you know, could make a lemonade stand. My mom, even in all her faults, she was so beautiful in the sense that she would come around and say, let's make it a lemonade empire. What can we do? <laughs> you know, it was just it would it would be do more, go more. And I, th- in my optimistic youth, I would think, you know, we're all destined for something. We're destined to do this. I've, I think it's a little more bullshit now. Yeah. I think it's the right place at the right time. And I think it's a lot of hard work. I think it's definitely a lot of hard work. I also think that when you come from my own point of view, or my own perspective, is when you come from an area where people don't have their basic needs met, mm. they're not starting at the same place on the starting line. Absolutely. Uh, my partner actually told me that before he met me, he believed that everybody had equal footing. But when he saw the community where I came from, he realized that um, some folks are just way, way behind others at the starting line. Um, and you're right, the inspiration to work very hard. But that comes from family a lot. And also there's just some people who have that grain inside them, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, and it's funny what we equate success with especially like where we come from and I'm just going to be straight up I live on another continent I live in another country I live in Australia to anybody back home that's so fucking exotic (laughs) and I've made it I know you know what I mean so it, it just depends what your level of success is I guess I know and it's funny no one ever from where where I'm from anyway no one ever just is like well I, I want you to be happy and I want you to oh, be no. healthy no and no 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 I know it's not that's not it's it's something else entirely I haven't quite put my finger on it and I think that's probably why there are so many songs yeah that um, kind of pick at the edges of it but another question I have is that um, keep, keep them coming <laughs> this is so weird too because we just do this. On a regular basis. At your house. Yeah, we do. And sit there and then order food. <laughs> well, we could order food if you wanted. <laughs> all right, all right. So, one And I drink thing, my water and you drink your Diet Coke. <laughs> one thing living in Australia has, um, that I, one thing about living in Australia is how wildly individualistic American society is. Like when I live here, I can see more clearly how individualistic American society is. So I kind of address that point of view in $50 Silver and that the narrator sees the results of this grasping, self-centered action everywhere. There's murder and theft and cruelty, and the narrator really dreams of escaping it. Um, and I know that whenever I'm home, it, it, in, in the entertainment, like the way the news is pre- uh, presented to you, in people's attitudes toward one another, in the attitude toward things like um, welfare, which is a dirty word at home, or Medicare or Medicaid, all those things. Yeah, Medicaid, right. <laughs> I get confused. I forget what's at home and what's here. 
as yeah. far as words go. Medicare is for older people and Medicaid is right. for That's for right. poorer people at home. Yeah, welfare. But like they food don't stamps. have you know yeah, food stamps. They don't have universal health care. They don't have a, a safety net for everyone. No. Which here, you know, everyone gets the fair go, which is one of my favorite things about Australia. Yeah. Um and I don't I was wondering if you've noticed that that, that difference um and how you feel about it as someone from somewhere else. That you it's a little more supported here that people are supported yeah yeah i mean i think you'd have to be blind if you didn't notice that um but yeah what you said just a little bit ago about that there's a real sense of and let me just preface this i'm very proud to be american and (laughs) and i don't want any bullshit letters or emails about (laughs) you're not patriotic and you're so un-american just calm the fuck down because i'm very proud to be american i just there are flaws. There are great, big flaws in the system and the way we do things yep. and the way we raise children yep. that become contributing adults to this society. And we keep these cracks going. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's very broken. I think it's very sad. I think it's very cruel. I think to some extent, the fact that the Puritans were the core of the American society like that 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 was where we came from so this sort of um you know it's up to you to make your own future um it's up the people who left somewhere else because they were so intolerant exactly <laughs> we, we have a whole country founded on fleeing persecution and then we start again with persecution yes and bloodshed and hatred and anger and fear yeah. And it's it's a cycle that ha- it hasn't dissipated. No matter how shiny or, you know, uh, how good it looks. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's it's something that really kind of sticks in my mind. It's a conundrum. Um and it definitely shows up in these songs. But I will say since you mentioned I am, you know, American, I'm Australian, I'm both. I love America. Yeah, I'm still waiting on um my uh, citizenship application. Seventeen <laughs> months, they said. It's a long time. Yeah, I know. But when I when I got to the airport in America, the most recent time I went home, <clears throat> my kid was running back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm trying to outrun light." And I'm like, oh, "Honey, you can't oh, outrun light. <laughs> you can't uh, outrun light. It's not. You can't do it." And 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 the guy next to me looks over at him and said. You can do anything, buddy. <laughs> I was buddy. Like, yes. That is so American. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can do anything. Yeah. I mean, technically, no, you can't un- outrun light. But the fact that, like. That's like the nicest thing I've ever heard happen at LAX. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, anyway. That is something I absolutely love about home. No, yeah, it is. It's this beautiful, you know, you can do anything attitude, which. That was the Roosevelt administration that really started to happen, I think. Um, that whole philosophy of the American dream. and I don't know. All I know is during the Kennedy space race thing, it really got, it hit, hit its steam. Although maybe yeah. it started during the, um, gosh, do you think maybe it started during the whole atomic bomb race? Oh, maybe. Or maybe it was always there. I don't know. <laughs> maybe yeah, that maybe yeah. the Puritan thing of improving constantly is what gives the sense of I think any time too we had a group of boys and men come home from a really good fight, we were there was a real resurgence of home and family and we can be anything, we can 
grow into whatever we want, you know, do harder, try more, because you can do it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right. Now, I have a couple more questions okay. for you. Um, back to the whole area we grew up kind of thing. You yeah, which was three Michigan. hours away from each other. I know. And we just found that out recently. I know. That's crazy. Mm. But yours is Michigan. Mine's in Ohio. Yep. But it's an area where people didn't have what they needed. Like, I grew up with kids who their parents didn't wash their clothes. They didn't send food with them to school. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Um, how does that seem to you today, as a mother especially, um, when you are, you know, you see that. You don't see that here, and it could be because we're in a different neighborhood here. Yeah, it's it's vastly different, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, is it something that people just let happen? Is it something that happened because there was drug use? There was depression? There was. I mean, do you ever think about it? Well, yeah. I mean, I have a little baby boy, and I think about the person I want. I don't, you see, that's funny that you would want him to be, but honestly, that's a separate thing because I really have no expectations of my son <laughs> and I foresee nothing for him that is my own vision. It just whatever he's going to be, I think happy's just on that list and that's it. That's my only expectation of him. But ooh, when, I, when I was growing I remember um, year seven, I had one pair of jeans and I don't know... If it's the same, obviously it's not the same here because we have school uniforms and whatnot. But I had one pair of jeans, and every day you were expected to wear a different shirt, but jeans you could kind of get away with. And I just thought I was getting away with it. I was like, no one notices that I wear the same pair of jeans <laughs> every day. And um, fucking Paul Hawkins. Paul thank Hawkins. Thanks a lot, Paul Hawkins. Yeah, thanks, Paul Hawkins. Called me out in front of the whole class. He said, do you know you wear the same pair of jeans every day? And I just... Oh, I was so destroyed. Ouch. And I was the kid, too, that, you know, when you got your school lunch, you kind of, like, whispered because I was on the free lunch program. Yeah. And, you know, there was all these little things, you know, gym class not having the right cool girl th outfit and whatnot. Um, I think my mom was a hard worker. She worked hard. They were growing a business. Um, she grew up under completely, I mean, vastly different circumstances than myself you could just turn that way down she it was it was shit the way yeah. she grew up it was hard yes for anybody um so I think when she saw what we had and where we were it was so much better than what she had and I wasn't you know I wasn't walking to school without warm enough clothes I wasn't walking to school in soaked shoes because they had holes in them so to her, that was okay. I was doing all right. She was doing all right as a provider. Yeah. I think that my dad actually had that same circumstance. Like he had, you know, the shoes that you would tape. He got one pair of shoes a year. Yeah, she, had, she told me them. she put bread bags on hers just to walk to school. <laughs> so they weren't soaked by the time she got there. Yeah. But to take it back to, you know, I think with 
my son and, or what I want him to experience. And I have two stepkids as well. And what I want them to experience because I, I do feel it made me a stronger person. It made me a more capable person. It made me kind of quicker to think on my feet. I could solve problems better. Um, and I didn't just wait around for someone to fix shit for me. Yeah. Is that magical resilience everyone talks about? Absolutely. And it came at a very early age. I won't say it came positively all the time. It came under some negative circumstances. But it. I think it really has worked to my advantage. And um, when you have a baby and you have this beautiful, you want to just give him or her everything. I want him to have everything I didn't have. But at the same time, I want him to know what want is. I have a hair in my shirt. I, know, I, I, just, I, I, I would like to just tell the listener, I watched Amber while she gave that impassioned speech, stick her hand down her blouse and pull something out. Apparently it was a hair. It's a hair. Um, I swear to God, all my hair is actually falling out now after pregnancy. It's four months out that and was, I'm starting to shed. That really distracted me from the speech. Yeah, sorry. I, I would like, though, to, to roll about all back um, and, and what you're saying. It's interesting to me, though, that, okay, so your mother did a really good job of keeping you grounded and keeping you moving forward, and which is interesting because your mom had some profound challenges in doing that. Absolutely. That's a whole other, we can have a whole other hour. <laughs> That's another that. podcast. Yeah. Um, but I would like to know where the line is. And in fact, my record probably tries to get into where the line is, why some people don't make that hurdle. They don't. You know, they end up with addiction. They end up with um, hopelessness. They end up with, I mean, I wonder, do we know? Do we have the answer? Can we bottle it and sell it? What's the answer? (laughs) Like, why do some people not make it out of that? That's a very big question. Um, I mean, you could, I could say 10 reasons right right now. Give me two. Give me two. Um, I think that lack of support is one who you have, who you're surrounded by, who you choose to surround yourself with, how encouraging, discouraging those people are. I think that's a huge, huge, huge thing. Your peers in your youth, it's prof- yeah. profound. I think you're absolutely right there. No I matter think the how, choices you make and who you yeah, surround yourself no with. No matter how poor we were, I had awesome people around me. I had great friends. I had ambitious friends. I had friends who were very part of school, um, you know, wanted to do well, had, you know, college dreams and um, all that. I think that's a big one. Um, Two. So that's one. Got it. You know, it's it's your parents. It's money. It's money. Absolutely. It's who who you are as a person. It's do you, I really do think there's something inside an individual occasionally that just brings them out of like if you read Glass Castle mm. um oh, what's that lady's name? <laughs> I just went to Glass Menagerie. Is that, <laughs> no, is that that's Williams? a whole nother ball of wax. I was like, oh, um, I don't know, Jenny. <laughs> but there's a lot of, you know, you, there are a lot of people who came out of just extreme poverty and difficulty in like chaotic uh, households, parents with mental illness, all that stuff, and find themselves in situations of, you know, really rewarding lives. Um, they make it to college, they make it to, um, you know, have successful families and careers and all those things. Absolutely. And a lot of that seems like there's some 
little spark in that person that just wants more. And I don't know what that's about exactly. Uh, just something you're born with, just something, I don't know, maybe there's a community support aspect. Yeah. You run into a teacher who is an excellent teacher who brings something out in you or a friend's yeah. parent. I think it could be the smallest thing. I mean, I was I was an avid reader growing up. I was too. <laughs> and I I read things that I wanted, that I wanted to see, that I wanted to do, that I wanted my life to feel like. Yes. And I think that was a big contributor for me. Um, my dad always got National Geographic. Oh, yeah. So I just cut out all the places I wanted to go. My room was covered. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, if you, I think that's, that's a big one. Um, it's... There's probably so many. Maybe your astrological signs. Some people might say, Maybe. not this people, but <laughs> he's a Virgo. <laughs> That's why he's such an overachiever. Yeah. Um, uh, recently, I've been reading about um, how how far back trauma goes in your lineage. Oh, that's right, epigenetics. Yeah, man, dude, are we going to get into epigenetics? I I personally can't sit here and explain epigenetics to nobody. <laughs> Folks, you can Google epigenetics, but, and there's another possible answer for you. Because that's a that's a big one. I right don't there. usually write about it in my songs, though. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> you can't with rhyme that for shit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness, Amber. Yes. Earlier, <laughs> earlier I was talking about the song Fifty Dollars Silver. Yeah. So the narrator in that song is kind of viewing a lot of the sort of result of these individualistic, like, you know, angry, self-centered actions. So there's this, this mayhem, basically, like mm -hmm. walking in on a card game that goes bad yeah. and there's blood everywhere and they have to deal with it. I think it's probably the sheriff. And in my head, it's a woman. Yeah. And she's Why like, not? Exactly. It's like a, a Wild West female sheriff because, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she looks in on all of the situations and she's like, damn, I just want to get away from this. Mm. So I'm going to leave us, you, all of this with the song $50 Silver. All right. This was Jenny Queen. And, and Amber Ray Slade. <laughs> I'll do that again. This was Jenny Queen talking to Amber Ray Slade. Thank you so much for listening. way it went down I can only guess But I walked into a bright red mess Blood on the cards, man on the floor And an empty peacemaker by the cellar door Oh, 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 oh Waiting for the smoke to clear Oh, 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 oh Just another day around here Maybe I'll just leave this town Buckshot scattered round the whole damn thing Driver dead, 
money gone And there ain't no way I'm gonna right this wrong Oh, 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 oh Waiting for the smoke to clear Oh, 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 oh Just another day around here Maybe I'll just Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.